0: Dealing with a minister and pastor's family, I have Chris and Dan Pelletier with us. Chris and Dan, thanks for joining us. And to be with you. And when we left off our last podcast, we were discussing the situation when your daughter had left home. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was 18 when she left home. And Dan, you have at this point uh, resigned your church? Yeah, shortly after that, yes. Okay. So what I want to deal with in this particular podcast I want to say, okay, Dan and Chris, as you are talking to another set of parents, what is the number one part of restoring a wayward child, uh, relationship with you and the Lord, Dan, if you'll kind of lead into this, what was your advice and what, what do you do here? Unconditional love. There's just no other way. You, you
1: love your child. She's always your child or he's always your child, no matter what they've done. And I often, in my mind, went to the prodigal son and the way the father responded to him. And uh, no, you never, you never condone their sin, and but you lovingly rebuke, but you, but you do so very carefully so that you do not chase them farther away.
0: Okay, so this this unconditional love is demonstrated. How, Chris? What were y'all doing? i mean obviously i know y'all were praying oh yes that's that's where it begins okay we understand that is that's the battleground Mm -hmm. but what steps were you taking here to try to be reconciled were y'all in the same part of the country were you in different parts of the country uh take us through a little bit of that
2: well at first um she was still in the same part of the country as we were so i would text her every day um and just say, please come home, we love you, you know, we can work this out, or, or whatever, and at, at first she was like, just leave me alone, you know, I, I'm not coming home, and this type of thing, but um, even after she left the area, um, I, can, I texted right. her every day, and I let her know yeah. that I loved her for her, and um, that's, that's all I could do at that point. Other, you know, I prayed, yes, and that was the most I could do, but I tried to keep those lines of communication open, and time, she did not respond to me, but I just, I just continued every day to text her, and if I'd said nothing else, I said, I love you, and I'm praying for you, and,
0: and that was done every day?
2: I did it every day, every day. Okay,
0: so at what point Dan, did y'all actually have contact? Was she reached back out to you, or she responded to you? You know,
1: I don't remember exactly because it was quite a while.
0: Um, I mean, we talk in weeks, months. It
2: might, have, it might have been about a month. I'm thinking. I'm not exactly okay. sure. Yeah, it
1: may have been a month.
0: Yeah. It, that was a grueling
1: month. I'm telling you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. in the meantime, we were we were very busy dealing with with a death in a family and that kind of stuff by then too and moving and and moving and trying to figure out what we were going to do. And so there was
0: a lot of, lot of logistical shifting going on there. So how do you tell another set of parents to deal with this? And because in one way your life is on hold and another way life is going full steam ahead. So how do you, how do you advise a parent in this before you're really reconnected? How do you handle that?
1: You're you're numb, but you're you're trusting in the Lord, and you're knowing that that there's a purpose in all of this. You, and you're you're searching for what it is, and you're really seeking God. And uh, you you have to seek God more than you want anything else.
0: All right. So, were there any verses that just immediately come to your mind, uh, Chris and Dan? Anything that just you clung to during this season? Before communication was was opened?
1: I'm sorry, right at this moment, my mind's a little numb and I can't, can't think of that. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I know one thing, one verse I went to, I went to Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. It's, um, I had it just a moment ago, but it talks about, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord Jehovah, for in the Lord is everlasting strength, or something like that. I'm not sure we've got it word perfect, but... Um, and those were verses I had claimed when a year before we adopted Hope, we had a failed adoption. And so that was, a, that was a heart-wrenching time, too. I felt like the rug had been torn out from underneath us. And this was another one of those times where I felt like that. And I thought, you know, I just have to trust the Lord and know that He has our best interests in mind and that He loves Hope more than even I do, which is, to me, is, as a mother, is hard to fathom but I know that that's the truth. And so I just had to trust in that.
0: If I can get y'all to respond to this, Mm because I know this is a phrase that you have used and I want to bring it out for our listeners to hear Mm -hmm. the quote you gave me was to pause, to prayerfully reflect before reacting in anger or hurt. Mm -hmm. So again, the quote you gave me was to pause or pause to prayerfully reflect before reacting in anger or, Or hurt comment on that if you would please
1: well it's human to lash back when you're hurt like a dog in a fight but you think of the the way the Lord Jesus Christ was treated as he as he faced his passion and uh, how he never opened his mouth and uh, if he did open his mouth he did it so very carefully and graciously and and answered questions that needed to be answered to prove who he was but to react is just as sinful as acting wrongly. To react wrongly is as bad as doing the first act wrong. And so so we have to be wise and uh, react in a biblical fashion.
0: Okay. Another comment you gave to me as well. I, wanna, I want you to uh, reflect on mm-hmm. is to seek godly counsel and listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so uh, first step, counsel, who did you reach out to? Chris, who did you reach out? Who did y'all reach Um, out to?
2: Well, at first I reached out to, um, there was a lady there uh, at the ministry and uh, she, I had coached with her. And so she knew Hope very well. She knew me and uh, she came over right away when she heard um, what was happening. And um, and we also had a lady from our church here in San Francisco who had come to visit and, they were probably the first two people that I reached out to, and um, they assured me of their love and prayers. In fact, the one, uh, she, went, she went after Hope, tried to reason with her and get her to come back. And obviously that was unsuccessful, but um, she had had some hard things in her life herself. So again, she was another one that was a comfort to me. And I knew she was praying and doing everything she could to be a help and encouragement. And so that was a huge
0: blessing at that time. All right, so Dan, who did you seek counsel from? Was there anyone you could reach out to?
1: Yeah, I've worked with two or three pastors who were very influential in my life. And one was John Lewis, who I worked with in Guam. And then there was David Harper in Indiana, Walker Roos, Indiana, tremendous guy. And and of course, Dr. Ennis here in San Francisco, uh, who we've just always maintained friendship with all those guys. And uh, they've been through things themselves. And had their own difficulties and, and struggles. And, you know, I learned, I, I, the Lord gave me a message during that time called, Why Am I So Uncomfortable? Uh, and, and basically, the idea is, you know, we get comfort. We comfort others with the comfort with which we've been comforted from God right. out of Corinthians. So I didn't want to go to anybody who looked like they had a perfect life. I went to people who'd had some struggles because they would
0: know how yeah. to help
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. all right but i think what the keys i want to emphasize here is especially as men, sometimes we want to retreat back into our shell mm-hmm. we don't want to expose ourselves so i want to i want to encourage men that are going through this as dan and chris did reach out for counsel and listen. absolutely in, instead of reverting back and in isolation mm-hmm. um reach out. So any other comments on that, Dan and Chris, on Boy, reaching out to others?
1: It takes some humility. I'm telling yes, you. It, definitely. It, it's, it's a big, mm-hmm. big dose, but we, we need it uh, and we should not, we should not run from it.
2: Yeah. You know, I know that as well as that, it takes humility and pride can keep you from, from reaching out, but don't compound the problem. I mean, I know that there was sin in our life too. And uh, we had to, do some real soul searching there. I'm sure my daughter will share some of that as well. But again, just humble yourselves before the Lord and before others. And uh, if you if you want to eventually see restoration, it is going to take humility.
0: All right, that's kind of where we want to move. We we'll want to move into the restoration and mm-hmm. and how God is work because we serve a God of hope. Yes. Uh, through all situations, of course, your daughter's name carries that yes. hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we're going through this you took the necessary steps to really step aside from ministry for a while, Mm -hmm. even though at this time Hope was an adult, uh, a lot of things going on. You were were studying God's word, you were praying, you were seeking godly counsel. Mm -hmm. What was one of the keys that you both consider in the reconciliation process? You didn't quit, you did not quit praying, you didn't quit reaching out, but what really was the turning point where reconciliation began what was that first step
1: well i think a lot of it was in hope's life herself she found herself realizing that what she was doing wasn't working so well and uh, she she went back to a, a good solid church and you know the things that we had taught her as a child stuck with her and i say that all the time you train up a child in a way they should go when they're old they'll not depart They may not live it, but they'll never forget it. And God's word is always going to uh, come back and be successful in in a young person's life. And so that training is so important, no matter what happens with with the struggles along the way. But it was once she went back to church that we were
2: kind
0: of put back together. And she was in a situation, and you'll hear this from Hope's Own Testimony, she went back to a place where she knew she was loved. Definitely. Which is huge. Yeah. All right, so Chris, walk us through who reached out to whom on the first step of reconciliation.
2: Well, I mean, we had continued to reach out to Hope, but she, she reached out to us when she wanted to come home for
0: Christmas. All right, now what month did she leave? So how many months are we into this now?
2: She left in July, and this is in December. So we are staying with my parents in Illinois who were going through some health issues at the time. And they both wanted to come home, but at that point, they were not married. And so we said, well, your papa isn't going to let you stay in his house, and we're not going to let you stay in his house when you're unmarried like that. And so that kind of began. And what ended up happening is that she came home for Christmas on her own. And that's really when restoration happened, uh, yeah, when, we, when <laughs> we saw each other again Um you know that was obviously very emotional, but very healing as well.
0: All right. So you were there living with your folks, Chris, right?
2: Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay.
0: And so she's in California, mm-hmm. so she travels to Illinois, is where the where you really saw her for the first time since she left home. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Dan, I hear a lot of emotion in your voice right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, does the prodigal son take on new meaning when you read the son coming home?
1: Yeah, my voice is about to go, but yes, absolutely. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. All right. So Chris, since Dan's voice is going and thanks for recording this, I know Dan is not feeling well, but he's, uh, a trooper to record this today. So Chris, walk us through. All right. So she comes home to y'all's home where you're living Mm -hmm. and how long was she there for?
2: Really, she was only there for a few days because she wanted to um, keep it short, basically, because for one thing, Gilberto couldn't be there. And uh, I think she was a little nervous about all of it and didn't know how things were going to go.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: And and so um, she kept it just to a few days, but it was, you know, it was very sweet. I, I know that um, because... I think Hope didn't realize how many people were affected when she left the way she did. It didn't just affect us. It affected other people who loved her, our family, our extended family. And so I think that was a little, it was tough for all of us, but it was something that needed to happen. And like I said, it was it was a very emotional time, but a very sweet time as well.
1: I remember it was very hard. It was very hard to tell her. They wanted to come, and I had to say, "There's room for one of you, but there's not room for both of you because I can't tolerate your sin." But I love because you. Because they love- were
0: still living. They were living unmarried at this. They moment. were living unmarried yes. at that point.
1: But-, but 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 before she actually came back home, they got married, mm-hmm. and uh, and there wasn't any money left to, for both of them to come, and it didn't work yeah. out. But but th- yeah. th- that had been somewhat resolved by mm-hmm. them. So. Then, then we had to get used to the idea of not wanting to kill the guy that she married, and and accepting. <laughs> Killing? Like
0: right? 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. In quotes, yeah. Right.
2: Definitely. Yeah, a,
0: a, a loving hug, a strong hug. Well, <laughs> okay.
1: it, it went from it went from, man, I, what have you done? To to now, you're my son, and I got to figure out how to how to get past all that emotion, and yeah. it worked out. And, yes. and we
0: love the guy now. All right. So now you're in Illinois, but y'all all ended up back in San Francisco. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I don't know how that all happened, but yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> A miracle.
2: <laughs> all, right. all
0: right. So walk through two more things, what it was like when you met Roberto after they have been married, what y'all were able to see him. And then I want you to describe your current relationship with Hope. So. Uh, Dan, I know your voice is giving out, so Chris, if you want to run with that. Um,
2: you know, I'm trying to remember the first time we saw him again. I think it must have been when we moved back to San Francisco, because I don't think we saw him before then.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. We saw him, and, and I had already made up my mind, okay, this is over. we got to get past this mm-hmm. and go on. And so I remember seeing him, and I embraced him. And he said, let's go to breakfast, so we went to breakfast. And uh, he just looked at me and he just said, I'm so sorry. And his apology was, was readily and eagerly accepted. And wow. you know, there were no grudges. We just refused to do that. And, and uh, I, mean, I think we FaceTime our daughter. And now we have a grandson. And yeah. Man, what a blessing <laughs> that guy is. But uh, we FaceTime almost regularly. He's, he's now in the service and he's, he's FaceTimed me just the other day. We've got a great
0: relationship.
2: Definitely.
0: All right, so Hope left home at 18, Yes. and now currently as we're doing this interview, she's 21, right? Yes, sir. So this uh-huh. is three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Chris, give me your perspective on y'all's current relationship, mother, daughter, mm-hmm. and grandson. Yeah,
2: well, of course, we love Aries to death. He's just a, a sweet little boy, and uh, we thank God for him. I pray for him that the Lord will save him and that he will have a tender heart towards the things of the Lord. Um, I love watching, you know, Hope normally FaceTimes with us at night before he goes to bed. And many times we are able to watch their bedtime ritual, which we know is they're going to get ready for bed and going to read the Bible and then pray. And then he goes night, night, you know. And so it is so precious to me to have that relationship restored where Hope tells me, Mom, you're my best friend. And she calls regularly and we FaceTime regularly and, I would not trade that for the world. Um, you know, Sometimes those phone calls, those FaceTime, they don't always come at the most opportune time. And uh, Hope okay. will tell you that, but I, it's very important to me to make the time so that she will continue to come and to talk and we can continue to have the relationship that we do have right now. And I, I am so thankful for that. I don't ever wanna take that for granted for sure.
0: Amen. Well, let me ask you this. Let's say um, a ministry couple or another set of parents are listening to where you are. Mm-hmm. And after three years, you're restored. you will have a great relationship. Yes. What about those that after three years, six years, maybe even 10 years, mm-hmm. it's not restored? Yeah. How do you continue to give them hope?
2: Well, I say there's always hope. Until, that, until the Lord takes that person home, there's always hope. As long as there's life and breath in that person, there's always hope. And we just, we just can't give up. I've had people tell me, and this is in, in different context of relationship, but thank you for not giving up on me. So I think that we, we just have to. We can't give up. I can only imagine how discouraging it would be. You know, The Lord has been very gracious to us in allowing us to be restored. Um, As a family and extending our family, now we have a grandson and a son-in-law and then Gilberto's parents as well. We have a relationship with them, but I can't even imagine not having that relationship. And I'm sure that's got to be so discouraging, especially if you say like 10 years down the road, I just have to encourage them, never give up. As long as that person is alive,
0: there is hope. And by never giving up, obviously praying. Yes, definitely. the, The praying and reaching out. Yes. Uh, Chris, would you advise, Sammy, do you send birthday notifications? Do you send Christmas presents? What do you do? How do you handle those things?
2: Well, I would definitely acknowledge those holidays and special moments, you know, just as, as much as you can. And again, it's something that I would definitely pray about and say, okay, Lord, what should I do here? Should I at least send a card, if not a gift? I would do that. Now, I I suppose some could just return it or whatever to you and that would be very, very hurtful. But you know But don't
0: give up on reaching out. Yeah, don't give up on reaching out for
2: sure. Because we were advised, keep those lines of communication open because once you cut those off, then you you've severed that relationship and it'd be very hard to get that back again. And so that was excellent advice to keep the lines of communication open. They, they may be one way, you know, like it was with us for a while, just one way, but don't, don't stop. You,
1: you can't let bitterness set in.
2: Yeah.
1: Because bitterness will ruin you and them. And so, I mean, yes, they may have done wrong to you, but you just you love, love suffers all things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: you just keep going. All right, I want to close this with a quote you gave me. The quote you gave me is pray, pray, pray. Only mm-hmm. God can restore broken relationships. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. So tell the parent who thinks God is no longer there. Talk yeah. to talk to that parent. They have not seen this reconciliation mm-hmm. that by God's grace, you were allowed to see with your daughter.
1: I will never They'll leave thee nor them. forsake thee. <laughs> and, uh,
0: all right, so you go back to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. absolutely and you go back to the promises of God. God's word will mm-hmm. not return void, you know train up a child in the
1: ways as you go, the love chapter first Corinthians 13, forgiveness, you know all these things.
0: All right, now let, me, let me address one other point. And, mm-hmm. and we, can, we even can do a separate podcast on this if you want to. Uh-huh. But there's a point, and Dan, you led um, a lord to it, and then, uh, Chris, you did as well. Mm-hmm. So we know that once we realize where we have contributed to the problem, mm-hmm. where we have sinned against our child,
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right, we confess that. Yes. But how do you not continually beat yourself up during the time before you reconcile, you've confessed it to God. You, they may not even want to hear you're asking forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that understanding that you have contributed to the problem, which we all parents do, mm-hmm. but how do you get out of that mire and, 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 and the pit of blaming yourself for this? Well, it goes back to just
1: trusting the word. Uh, you know, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And uh, there have been other things that have happened in my life where I just simply had to say, Lord, I know I've asked you forgiveness. I know I've asked other people for forgiveness. If you forgive me, then that's all I need. I, I'd love to see other people forgive me, whether they do or not. But if you can forgive me, then I I will just cling to that and uh, be able to put it behind me and say, all right, if I'm cleansed, I'm cleansed. Let's go on. Okay.
0: Chris, any other words from you?
2: Yeah, I, I agree there because it's a hard thing. I'm not going to say it's an easy thing. Um, it's hard, but otherwise Satan gets the victory and Satan gets a, a foothold in your life. Sin destroys everything it touches. And so, again, if you've asked forgiveness and you've repented, then God has forgiven you. You, uh, you just have to take God at his word, even it's like that song, I will trust when I cannot see. We have to trust God and his word, even though we can't see the end result.
0: So this whole walk is a journey of faith, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Oh, <laughs> okay.
2: definitely. All
0: right. I've been interviewing today, Dan and Chris Pelletier. They have been very candid, very honest, very open about the trial they went through when their daughter Hope left home at age 18. And now they're fully reconciled. I'm sure a lot of you are in the midst of this. And if you would email me, I will then pass that along to Dan and Chris. My email address is mfant at gfamissions.org. That's mfant at gfamissions.org. I know Dan and Chris well. I know they would love to help you as you're going through your journey of reconciliation because we all have contributed to the problem and we need to confess that and then be, be ready to be reconciled. All right. In closing, Dan, Chris, any last words here? No, it's
1: just, it's just amazing to me what God can do if we just stay true to his word and trust him. That's the only way this works. Mm -hmm. We can't lean on our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge him and let him direct the path.
0: Amen. Chris,
2: I would say don't, um, Don't minimize the power of prayer. I think sometimes as Christians we say, "Well, I can't do anything else. I'll pray." No, that's the most we can do. Last resort. Yeah, Yeah. and that needs to be the first thing we do, and uh, we need to avail ourselves of that that resource that we have. Hmm.
0: Again, I want to give a hearty thank you to Dan and Chris Pelletier uh, for their ministry. The next podcast we will have Hope give her side, and then, Lord willing, we'll be able to get Dan, Chris, and Hope all in one podcast together to be able to share what God has done. So thank you for tuning in to ReChurch. We trust this is a blessing to you. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.